Thanks, Eileen. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas from the people at the Ray Darcy Show. Hey, hey. Uh, good afternoon. That's Leighton Barrett, age six, from Blessington. And that's from last year's crop of Christmas jingles. And we're looking to put together a new crop of Christmas jingles. And you can help. We need your little people to do the voices. All they have to say is, Happy Christmas from the Ray Darcy Show on RT Radio 1. Happy Christmas from the Ray Darcy Show at RT Radio 1. And we have our WhatsApp phone. We found it in a drawer, which is great. So this makes it a lot easier than recording it, uploading it to your email account, then emailing it on to us. And this is a lot more straightforward. So if you take down the WhatsApp number, it would be great if you have a person who you think uh, would work for one of our Christmas jingles. So it's 087 187 9101. 087 187 9101. And if we record the person or persons saying Happy Christmas from the Ray Darcy Show on RT Radio 1, it would be great. And then we'll get our little elves in Comprod to put it together and it'll come out something like this. Happy Christmas and a Happy New Year at the Ray Darcy Show. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Uh, Now... We're doing loads of things in the lead up to Christmas and one of the things, I think this is going to be take off big time because we did it last year. We're getting loads of them in this year. I'm talking, of course, about charity calendars. Uh, and next uh, Wednesday, we're going to announce our winners. We'll have four categories. Each of the category winners will get a Canon camera, thanks to the people at Canon, uh, which will help you if you want to you know, take photographs for next year's calendar. And the overall winner... Uh, we'll get a print run of next year's calendar done by educate.ie and thanks to them and they did it for last year's winners uh, the Down Syndrome organisation in Cork and it's made um, it's made it possible for them to make a lot more money this year from their calendar anyway the one I'm going to mention today is this one it's it's brilliant the letter came in with it as well this is quite unique uh, in all the calendars we've got in because we have lovely calendars of, of animals and, and beautiful vistas from our beautiful countryside and and uh, animals and flowers and all that sort of thing but, but this comes in from James Rickard and he says I hope you and your family are well this calendar is the result of walks around the East Wall and North Wall area of Dublin City by me and my friend Eddie Byrne during the lockdown. At the beginning of the lockdown, I was afraid to leave the house, not because of COVID, but in case I fell and had difficulty in getting home. Eddie encouraged me to get out by arranging to walk me every morning. And this was the start of our daily adventures that still continues today. The calendar is about friendship, about community. Uh, I hope you enjoyed and spread the word. Uh, that's James Rickard from East Wall. And and it's 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 just a series of... Uh, the two lads out and about, uh, James and Eddie, and anybody who would uh, allow them to take a picture of them. So, and, and then there's, sometimes there's, like, there's the convention centre in the background. So that's the star, and James and Eddie in the in in, in the front, and then there's James Eddie with, with, with construction workers. There's James and Eddie and a guy with a, a nice uh, red uh, puffer jacket. There's more construction workers. Uh, there's James and Eddie with a man who looks very reluctant to be in the photograph. And it just goes on and on and on. So it, it's sort of a series of, of selfies and photographs. There's uh, one of the lads with uh, a member of Angarda Shia Khanna. Um, there's uh, somebody who works for UPS who was grabbed on the footpath. Uh, and they're, they're, they're just, it's just, but the brilliant thing about it is in every photograph, the two lads have huge, big, undeniable smiles smacked across their faces. And there's just a lovely energy and uh, uh, happiness about it. There's the two lads up close and personal and there's a fire engine behind them. Uh, and there's obviously in their in their favourite cafe, sevenwonders.ie. Uh, and there they are in front of some cement trucks. Anyway, it's 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 definitely going to be a contender. And well done to uh, James and to Eddie. And all the proceeds from that are going to go to St Francis Hospice for Haney, 
which is a great cause. Calendar 2022, locked down but not locked up is the name of it. Um, and we'll be announcing the winners, as I say, next Wednesday of our charity uh, calendar competition. Um, the lads upstairs follow the you know, funny people on Twitter and it's a nice way to get a laugh in the morning when you when you wake up first thing and you go and you see if there's anybody doing anything unusual or something that'll make you smile and this is one of the things that made them smile this morning Dawn of the Tribes says today I officially became an Irish mammy I told my child don't open those biscuits they're for Christmas <laughs> that's it she says time for the blue rinse yeah, it's when you hear yourself saying things to your children that you remember your own parents saying to you. That's a moment. It's a moment in everybody's life. Um, uh, and that reminded us, of course, of that scene from the Derry Girls, which is a similar situation, although the timing is slightly different. Remember this? Sweet Jesus. Well, maybe can I explain? Not the Christmas cupboard. They've had the very tonics, Mary. Animals, a lot of you. We needed energy for our poetry. I give you energy for your poetry. We were just going to take a handful of chocolate money, Mary, but then one thing led to another. What am I supposed to do? I'll have to start from scratch now. And December's only round the corner. It's eight months away, love. And this suits you, doesn't it? Sorry? I've seen you end up that Christmas cupboard. You hooked about in there long before the Wayans did. I'd stake my life on it. That is simply not true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Such a brilliant programme, Derry Girls. And Siobhan McSweeney, who plays Sister Michael in Derry Girls, uh, retweeted a picture of a Christmas tree which has a Sister Michael at the top of the tree instead of a star. Um, I wonder are there other people out there who are replacing the traditional Christmas star with something else? Actually, I spotted Siobhan McSweeney last night in a Benedict Cumberbatch movie which is coming out in the new year. Um, and I was watching last night because we're going to be talking to him uh, in the coming days and more about that. Anon, as they say. Uh, Still on Christmas trees and Christmas lights, um, Andy Richter obviously doesn't listen to the show. He's an American actor and comedian. He tweeted, Every year when I get the Christmas lights out of the garage, I'm struck by how little respect last year me has for me today. See, if you've been listening last year, I would have told them, I wrapped a rolled up RT guide or a piece of cardboard boxing and wrap the lights around it and then when it comes to December the next year you'll be able to just unwrap them just like that and it works like a dream works like a dream now Heinz have been very good to us I don't know why they particularly <laughs> single us out to send us in some of their weirder wonderful products like we had the shamrock mayonnaise you might remember that uh, we were the only ones to get it in the country it was green uh, well now seriously good Terry's Chocolate Orange Mayo. You heard me correctly. This is a combination of Heinz Mayonnaise and Terry's Chocolate Orange. And I've I've tasted it. First thing I'll say is you get the smell of both things. You get the, the you know the vinegary smell from the mayonnaise and you get very much the chocolatey smell from the uh, Terry's Chocolate Orange. And then when you taste it, it, it's predominantly chocolate. I'm wondering how you would use this. Probably just as a spread on... Uh, and I was trying to think, would it complement chicken? I don't know. There was an Irish guy years ago we interviewed who did a, a whole cookbook using chocolate in savoury dishes. So maybe this is his brainchild or maybe somebody else. But it's 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 available. Um, and uh, it's Heinz and Terry's chocolate together. I'd say it's limited edition. Um, and if you, if you make a good case for it, you can have my jar. Although I don't know if we can send in the post. Um 
in the lead up to Christmas, we're all doing various things, aren't we? Just because it's part of the tradition, and that's 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 what I love about Christmas. That all the cliches, it doesn't matter. You can be as cheesy as you like, as cliched as you like. That's what Christmas is about, and we all, we're all doing the shelf. I was going to say the shelf on the elf. That be that could be dangerous. The elf on the shelf. Um, but if you have you have so much money that you don't know what to do with it, I'm, I'm thinking Kim Kardashian is she a billionaire? Or definitely between herself and Kanye West, they've, they've an awful lot of money. So she has been putting up video clips on her Instagram every morning. The family, including herself, and then there's North and Saint and Chicago and Sam. They have a Grammy-winning pianist wake them up in the morning. I kid you not. Philip Cornish is his name. He's he's, he's worked with some of the great people. Uh, in American music and he arrives to the house every morning it's not the beep 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 of the alarm or somebody shaking you going get up out of bed it's time for school if you don't get out soon I'm going to throw a cup of water over you no they wake up North, Saint, Chicago Sam Kim and of course there's probably other staff in the house to this North, time to get up. Yeah, time to get up. Time for school. Okay, Saint. Chicago, you don't have to go to school. Neither do you, Sam. You're okay. Can you play Jingle Bells? Do you know Jingle Bells? Can you play Jingle Bells for me? Yeah. I wonder how much is he? I wonder how much is she paying him? Or is he just doing it for the publicity? I doubt it very much. On money and music, that is the perennial question every year. How much do they make from the Christmas songs. Because those songs that we hear on the radio every year, you know, they're, they're sort of bankers. So, so I did a bit of research over the weekend and wherever you go, it's a different, different result. So I have two lists here. I think one is for the UK and one is for America. So in the UK, the top two, uh, Fairytale New York, they reckon, and this is just reckoned because they don't really know. This is from Christmas FM. That Fairytale New York, um, where is it there? Yeah. 400,000 pounds sterling a year it earns from royalties. Uh, and then the top earner in the UK they reckon is Slade. Yeah. So here it is, Merry Christmas, everybody's having fun. Us in particular because we're earning one million pounds in royalties. That's a lot. And then I was on OK and, and they've, I think it's the American list and it, it goes from 10 to 1 and it goes from 1.1 million to 2.8 million. So they're all in between 1.1 million and 2.8 million a year, a year. So they've released these songs and just sit back and wait for the royalties check. So at number 10, here we go. Yes, yes. Andy Williams. What is it? Yes, you know it is the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Thanks, Andy. At number nine, it's Bobby Helms. From old to new, Justin Bieber is at number eight. It's the most beautiful time of the year. Lights fill the streets, spreading so much cheer. I should be playing in the winter snow. That earns him 1.2 million a year. 1.2 million a year, yes. Ah, yeah. Brenda Lee, rocking around the Christmas clock. Or even tree. <laughs> rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. At number six. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. At number five. 
We spoke to Bing Crosby's daughter, actually, a couple of years ago, um, because they re-recorded a lot of his Christmas classics with the BBC Symphony or Concert Orchestra. That was a nice album. 1.3 million his estate will get from that each year. And then Michael Bublé spotted that there was money in Christmas and he recorded a Christmas album. I think he, re- he makes 7 million a year on all the songs, but his best earner is a version of a song by Bing Crosby. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go in particular, my bank balance, which benefits by one and a half million every year because of this song. Listening once again. So we're in the top three. High earners, Christmas songs. Ariana Grande is at number three, one point five million. At number two. Last Christmas. million that earns for people involved with the late George Michael and I suppose Andrew Ridgely gets a few bob as well so top of the heap of the high earners every Christmas 2.8 million goes into the bank account of Mariah Carey Nice work if you can get it. Nice work if you can get it. 2.8 million. Uh, so there you go. And, and I know you're going to look up some other site and tell you something different. That's what we got for you today. And it's it's an excuse to play clips of Christmas songs. Now, what are you saying? 51551 uh, How about this for the Christmas light unravelling? Wrap them around a small bottle of champagne with 20 euro note for a Chinese takeaway. Sort it. Ah, yes. Works. Yeah. Incentive to do it. Yeah, good. That's from Ger from Cork, living in Italy. Uh, the trick is to eat the second layer of the biscuits first. Then nobody knows what you've been up to. Uh-huh. And our 16-year-old daughter, Annie, decorated her Christmas tree and she put a picture of herself at the top of the tree. Uh, she said, she's the star in our house, says Marion. And uh, uh, um, Siobhan is from British. She says, some say a robin and others say a butterfly represents the presence of a lost loved one on the Christmas tree. Uh, we have a butterfly to remember my dad. Uh, kind of regards to Siobhan. And um, sure, that's like waking up to Marty Whelan on Lyric FM race, is that person. And can you shout out the WhatsApp number again? I missed it. Uh, I was doing the school run. Well, if you're doing the school run, you have people who are suitable for our little Christmas jingly thing. Um, and the WhatsApp number is 087-187-9101. So you're giving, send us, what do they call them? Voicemail, voice messages? Voice Voice note, voice note, a voice note. Um, and the message is, Happy Christmas from the Ray Darcy Show on RT Radio 1. Uh, happy, smiley, Christmassy type vibe to the thing. And then we will transform it. We will transform it, yes, into something like... Merry Christmas from the people at the Ray Darcy Show. There you go, yeah. Right, um, I'll tell you what, I'll play a song and then I will tell you about our quiz for today. John Lennon and Yoko Ono, Happy Christmas, War is Over. Yes, it is. Forgot to mention um, that after four o'clock we have uh, a group of chefs, three chefs. Is it a kitchen of chefs? Um, a menu of chefs? I don't know what the collective noun is. Anyway, we have Jess Murphy, Kwanji Chan and Nevin Maguire and they're all giving us their own take on the main event, Christmas dinner. 
So if you have any comments or questions uh, about starters, main course, dessert, whatever, um, uh, for the Christmas dinner, get them into us now and we will ask the experts, Jess Murphy, Crunchy Chan, Nevin McGuire. Any other show can have one of those. We have all three, you see. All three. Um, now, uh, Tony's been on from Clonus. He says, don't forget to leave the lights at room temperature for 24 to 48 hours after taking them out of the attic or shed. This will stop them from blowing. All the best, Tony. I'd say that was back in the day, Tony, when you had the filament bulbs. Now with LEDs, I don't think that applies, but maybe it does. I'm not an expert. Uh, an angel at the top of our tree, not a star, says that person. And I read recently that the late George Michael's estate still pays for the upkeep of Highgate Christmas lights where he lived. Apparently he loved the Christmas lights and made a provision in as well. That's nice, isn't it? Royalties from last Christmas probably helps. Probably does. And that is true. We checked it up. Checked it out. And just heard White Christmas on your show. It reminds me of my late dad who hated it with a vengeance as it first came out when his dad uh, was... In, when da- Sorry, when he was in the worst digs ever. Uh, thanks, Ray, as the song brings him back to life every year. Sean, well, look, we've a little bit more, only played a tiny bit of it there, so we've, we've 40 seconds and we might as, well, might as well go with it, yeah. Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen To hear bells in the snow What a voice. you just stay at home and sing to yourself, wouldn't you? <laughs> Reeling in the ears. Yes, we're looking for two people to come on after four o'clock. Uh, we've cobbled together bits of songs, news reports, TV shows and movies. And we're looking for two people, as I say, to answer three questions on what they hear in their ears. Reeling in the ears. Get it, yes? A uh, bit of strategy involved with this one because you get two points for a short clip, one point for a long clip. Um, and whoever gets the most points wins a prize and a great prize this week it's one of Dublin's hidden gems an award winning four star boutique hotel it's Brooks Hotel I'm talking about it's situated on Drury Street just a few minutes from Grafton Street St Stephen's Green and Trinity College Uh, secure parking at Drury Street Car Park across the road and next year in 2022 just about two weeks away now (laughs) scary they'll be celebrating 25 years in business and to mark the occasion for our quiz winners this week, they've given us a voucher for two nights bed and breakfast with dinner on one night cooked by Patrick McLaren and served in their Francesca's restaurant. Uh, remember, they're including a bottle of Prosecco with any gift voucher purchase for €200 Euro or more between now and the end of the year. Brookshotel.ie. That's Brookshotel.ie. Okay, while we're on the uh, Christmas song buzz, um, our qualifying question involves a Christmas song. So we have to ask you to say goodbye thank you very much and uh, so here's here's a qualifying question we're looking for two people to come on after four o'clock uh, you have to complete this Christmas lyric made famous in the song by Cliff Richard he's interrupted on this version by Santa so here we go we're looking for the missing word Christmas time mistletoe and ho, 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 ho. Ah, Santa it's very rude do you want to hear it you do want to hear it again okay. Christmas time mistletoe and ho. Oh eight one eight seven one five nine two five. Oh eight one eight seven one five nine two five. And we'll be talking to you after four o'clock. Good luck with that. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio One. Email Ray at RTE.ie. 
The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Okay, nervy time. It's time for our big Christmas thank you. Uh, You know the deal by now. Uh, Somebody, one of our listeners, one of you, has nominated somebody that they want to say a big Christmas public thank you to. Um, They've sent us in an email about this person uh, and we're going to surprise one of those in the next couple of minutes. So there's somebody around the country who's waiting for a phone call um, and before they know it, they're going to be live on RT Radio 1. And the person who um, has caused all that, or is the reason for that, is on the line now. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ray. Now, we won't talk too much because the person who you've nominated may recognise your voice. That's Absolutely. Poss- that's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, but but, but you, you, you have told a few white lies to make sure this person answers the phone. I have, yes. Because it will be from a number or no number at all. And yes. the, w- the way the world has become, we don't answer those calls anymore, nope. do we? No, no. So we, you had to tell a few white lies and uh, it, it's worth it for this. It's worth it for this. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, so you think this person will answer the phone? I hope so. Yeah, yeah OK. Well, if you'd, if you'd join me in crossing your fingers, please, that would be great. Uh, and we'll make the call then. Let's see how we do. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hello? Hello, Barry. Yes. How are you? Not so bad. Good. Um, just to tell you that you're on RT Radio 1 now. Okay. Live, yeah, 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 yeah. My name is Ray Darcy. And, and Ray, how are you? How, good, and you might recognise this voice. Hey, Barry. <laughs> 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 oh, so that's why she was so insistent for me to answer the phone. Yes, that, 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 that's the exact reason, Barry. You catch right, on quickly. Yes, yeah. So that's that's your wife, Anne Marie. You know that, but I'm just telling our listeners that, so, I they, do, just yeah. so they know. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. How are you feeling so far, Barry? Uh, shocked. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Look, I'll be grand. You'll be grand, right? Do you want to sit down or something? Just uh... no, no. I'm walking the lads home from school. So oh, I'll be oh, oh, are you? Right. Okay. Right. Okay. We don't have your full attention then, but uh, oh no, you do. You'll be you grand. do. Do you do? Okay. But, well, uh, Anne Marie sent us in an email. We do this thing every year called the Big Christmas Thank You, and we ask our listeners to nominate somebody that they want to say thank you to. Uh, and Anne Marie, your wife, has nominated you, Barry Kavanagh, her husband. Right and uh, father to your four boys. Um, so, will I read out the email then? Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, okay. Hi, Ray and team. Uh, I listen each year to this segment and always wished I had someone to say thank you to. Well, as it turns out, I do. I'm a mother to four beautiful boys, Oshin, uh, Donica, Oren and Aina, uh, and have an incredible husband, Barry. Our youngest, Aina, was diagnosed with autism when he was just 20 months. He has been subsequently diagnosed with a moderate intellectual disability. Since the diagnosis, life hasn't been quite the same. Uh, We thrive on routine and sameness, as you would imagine. We don't go out much and when COVID struck, we realised the value of all who lived in our house. Aina can be a tricky customer, so when we sat down to see who would give up work for a couple of years as we navigated schools and buses and the like, there was no conversation. Barry stepped up, as he always does. Uh, He's a greenkeeper by trade and a damn good one at that, uh, but he said it was non-negotiable and just like that he became an even bigger rock to our family. 
I'm a teaching principal in a small school and since COVID work has been extremely busy but behind the scenes working away keeping the show on the road is Barry. He gets the lads up for school, does the lunches, makes dinners, keeps everyone's schedules on track and makes sure nothing is forgotten. He never forgets the two euro for a non-uniform day. He always remembers if we need milk and he's a great man to hit the local coffee shop on a Friday for some treats. Very important. Uh, he gives all his time to us and never grumbles or groans. Uh, he is so selfless and does everything for everyone. Uh, we ate our way through the first lockdown, but once Barry was at home, he made sure we changed our ways and we walked and ran our way through the next one and have walked the roads ever since. The boys worship Barry, and rightly so. He is everything you want in a role model. Uh, over the last 18 months, his life has been his family, with little regard to his own wants and needs. Uh, he makes sure we have good routine at home so that Aina thrives and never thinks of himself. Uh, I would love it if he got a big Christmas thank you from yourselves, as I feel he really deserves it. He's truly the best father and husband any family could hope for. Kind regards, Anne-Marie. So there you have it, Barry. <laughs> what do you what what have you got to say about that? You'll have to give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So you you have you've the three who you've the three eldest lads with you, the Oshin Three yeah. Three eldest lads. Oshin, yeah. Donica and, and Oren. Yeah, yeah. And do they and all go to the same school? They do, yeah. They go to an multinational school. Right. And and so where where's Aina? Aina's for he's the guy who's Aina been... goes to St Mary's in Delvin. Right. So he does. Yeah. And he's, he's getting on great, so he is. Great. He's thriving, so he is. Um, and you took what they call carer's leave? Yeah. So, so what, what does that allow you to do? Basically, um, I work in Ashburn Golf Club, and, well, and it basically means I can stop work, but I'm obviously still employed, and um, it means I can stay home mind the lads and kind of take a bit of pressure off because we're under pressure. Yeah. Um, before the first lockdown because Aina wouldn't be a fan of sleeping. Right. And um, it just it kind of it made, it made it easier for the family just to kind of reassess things and get back on track. And when you say he's not a fan of sleeping? <laughs> he could he could sleep, he could wake at 12 as in midnight, one, two, onwards. Right. Uh, and at the time... Um, before I took the carers leave that was a regular thing like it was nearly four days out of seven and thankfully since carers leave and routine and everything school as well which are, I can't say too highly enough of he, he's kind of settled into routine we still have our our bad our bad days but our bad nights for the day was, but yeah. luckily things are, have improved uh, and so one, of the, one of those bad days nights was, was the, the, the family holiday this year um, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it was. You see, um, I, I suppose people don't understand this, you know, with autism, and it's it's different for everybody. As, as somebody says, if you know somebody with autism, you know one person with autism. You know, so it's different for everybody. But but in a lot of cases, routine is hugely important. Big time, yeah. Yeah, and big and time. when you take them out of uh, routine, as you do when you're going on holidays, you, you yeah. have to be very careful. So what happened? Basically, um, we the first couple of days was fine. The weather was decent, so we were kind of it was okay. And obviously, the routine was still kind of half there you know, in the new place. But because it was not secure, as in the, you kind of started climbing out windows and stuff, and and then he just he started waking up, and it made it tough for the other three boys. To ask you, they have sacrificed a lot, as in. 
cinema trips and this, that and the other because Hina mightn't be in the humour. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, he woke up at three o'clock and for his sake and for everyone else's sake, we decided to hit the road um, on a Wednesday morning and head on home. And it just meant the lads and Amory because kind of, Half chill out. Finish the holiday, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, like, but but go and and kind of be able to go out for dinner and yeah. not be kind of worrying. Not not ain't his fault. No, no, not at all, not at all. So, so to you two then, Anne Marie, you, yeah. you, you met at Mokra. Hey, <laughs> we're all we're all the great love stories begin. <laughs> well, it's funny. My parents met in Mokra. No, oh, did they? Right. Yeah. So way back in the day. So when it. It was a club in, in Minolte and I said I joined for the crack and like most of our couple of friends are all mocker couples. So we, there's a lot of mocker babies. <laughs> right, okay. Doing the rounds. And, and what did you see in Barry in those initial encounters? <laughs> Just, you can see his kindness. Yeah. Anybody that meets him, like his kindness is is incredible. I mean, he's he's easy on the eye too. That always helps. She's <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> lying. <laughs> but it's it's the kindness in him that just. Yeah. Uh, I'm amazed by it all the time. And of course, and this is, I better address the elephant in the room. But but a lot of women do this all the time, I suppose, and and you know they don't get enough recognition. Um, uh, but I suppose it's the it's the care aspect of it as well, um, and that he stepped up to the plate so quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not even if there wasn't a conversation. Yeah. It was, I'll do this, you keep going to school, and we'll just plow on. Yeah, and what happens? This is a, a thorny question. What happens now when the two years up, Barry? Um, we'll transfer. I'll probably go back to work if. Yeah. We we'll work it out, and yeah. and the the family's in a better um, place now. I think, yeah. and like he was in a school that he'd be there until he's eighteen. Great, and yeah. he's settled. He's the whole lot. Hopefully, COVID behaves itself to yeah. a certain degree. But and, it's and and that that two years with the lads, like just that must have been you amazing. You can't get it? that time back. No, you can't. No, no, you can't. And I think I find. Um, with my work like I'm home early every day but you're still you're constantly thinking about work I'm mm. checking emails in the evening I'm checking a lot and to see did somebody do something or you're never switched off yeah. so to have a parent that's 100% attentive all the time is, is incredible yeah. well it, the two years made me appreciate the, the work teachers do especially during the last the, the, the big lockdown Homeschool hub was a tough going. <laughs> when we had a teacher in the house, you know, think, yeah. think, think of the rest of us, us amateurs. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, um, you, you have a lovely relationship, and uh, Barry, uh, you know now that, and she said it to you already, but I'm sure, but she, you know now it's public uh, how much Anne Marie appreciates <laughs> what, what, what you've done. Um, Thanks very much. Yeah. So. so Super value and um, want to share the magic this Christmas. Um, so they very kindly gave us, uh, you know, a, a pool, a pot of, of cash, and, and we can offer bespoke presents to everybody this week, which is which is great. Uh, so what we've done is we've got you a voucher for Centre Parks. Oh, jeez. Now you you, do, you you have to go on your own, Barry. That's the only thing you can't bring. <laughs> 
so so that's that's something lovely um, and and uh, that's nice and Super Value are giving you a £100 voucher as well uh, Anne-Marie to do with what you wish but it's all going into the same pot so you're, you're all fine uh, and and can you remember Barry this is this is a trick question the, the first song at your wedding uh, Michael Bublé um, oh Home no Hell. oh oh I'm usually good at this and she's not beat the intro Everything, 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 everything. Listen, happy Christmas to you both. No You're both lovely. Thank you. Yeah, safe home. See you, Marie. No, See you, Barry. Bye, 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 bye. Michael Bublé and everything to Amory and Barry and thank you at rte.ie if you want to nominate somebody we're doing it till the end of the week thank you at rte.ie and give us as much information about the person as you can and why you want to nominate them for a big Christmas thank you and remember that your email will be read out on air so you know, write it with that in mind OK, quick commercial break The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1 Text 51551 The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1 uh, Now Dimna has been on to 51551 um, The fairy on the top of our Christmas tree will be 43 years old this year When I took her out of the box this year I noticed she had only one wing but luckily I found the broken wing and I will be repairing it tonight Please God she will last as long as we do says Dimna in Templeogue And Helen has been on Your story today of the Irish Mammy reminded me of when our mother would buy the Christmas drinks if she heard you going towards the cupboard, you were gently reminded, don't touch that drink. It's for Christmas. Bearing in mind the drink consists of six bottles of Club Orange and three bottles of Club Lemon, I still haven't the heart to tell her I used to take a sneaky little drink from all nine bottles and replace it with water. Helen. Helen, Helen. Jason Byrne, good afternoon. How are you? How are you? I want to give you a big hug, Jason Byrne. Oh, you're so good. Yeah. Thanks a million. I've been I'm think- back. I've been, yeah, I've been thinking an awful lot about you. What a scary thing to happen. Yeah, I mean, I'll summarise it for you. Yeah. I was, I was out. Uh, I mean, I'm a runner like the way you're, you're a runner. I cycle, I walk, uh, I have a good diet. And I was on Port Marnock Beach, and I went for a run, and I felt a pain in, in my left side, like a kind of a like a bit of pressure, and that didn't feel right. So I went straight to the doctor, uh, straight to Rory Hanlon there in uh, Blackrock Clinic, and then he did tests on me, and then eventually uh, I needed five stents put in. Okay. My arteries. Now that that Edge. that is a very shortened version of the story, Jason. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to bring you back. <laughs> I know, but like I know, but no, but you no, get but, the idea. Yeah, I do. It's not the late late. It's not the late late show, right? Do you know what I mean? All of us sitting here. Oh, lovely, lovely. Let's get into the nitty gritty now. <laughs> no, but there, there are things that will help some of our listeners, right? and that, that's uh, yeah. no, that's important. What age are you? <laughs> I'm 49. Have your, bowel, I'm 49. have your bowels moved today? No, sorry. Yes, no, no they did. Oh, yeah, they're old. Actually, with the new tablets, they kind of slow up a bit. <laughs> so can you... No, because I'm fascinated by this because I'm a man yeah. of a certain age. This, yeah. this, this pressure you talk about, can you describe it a little bit better or in more detail? Mm. Okay, so I didn't have a heart attack. Right. Uh, basically, what, ha- what happened to me was... Um, uh, it's, it's almost like... If, Somebody got their finger and kind of pushed it on your chest. Do you okay. know what I mean? Kind of pushed it in. And whereabouts and, on your chest? Uh, on my left side, like right in my heart. Like okay, right, right, right to the right. side of my heart. Okay. Yeah, so, so if you have your heart, just go to the right of my heart. And so it wasn't my main arteries. There's arteries that are off the side of your heart. 
And what happens is you, you, you cholesterol was building up in three different arteries. Right. And that was happening over many years. I didn't know that because it's all hereditary. This is where it all came from. So the pain I felt, it was just every time I, because I was training and I was running hard, the blood was trying to get through a very tight area uh-huh. and it just couldn't get through there. And that's, it was a, a, like a feeling of, of just a pressure. So my, my breathing was fine. I didn't feel faint. I didn't have any kind of, because people ask me, did, did you feel this before in any other day? No other day did I feel this. Yeah. And so I said, this is a great thing for everyone. I said, well, look, I might as well go and have burgers and chips now and smoke cigarettes and drink because I, 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 I never <laughs> did any of that. it's hereditary, yeah, it's hereditary. But, yeah. but he said, no, because you were exercising, you got your heart rate up and you actually, you know, and that helped keep the cholesterol, still even though you build, make a lot of cholesterol, that still helped push it down, the cholesterol. Right. And he says, well, because your heart rate went up, you felt that pain before you would have had a heart attack. If you were sitting at home doing no exercise or no walking or no movement, that cholesterol would have built up on its own and then I would have hit the deck. Do you know what I mean? Yes. No warning. And, and, and the first thing you would have known about it was you were having a full-on heart attack. Um, yeah, you'd have a full-on heart attack. Yeah. So I was very lucky. And I know it's mad because it? it's, it's just the way it is. But I was actually lucky that I, I got a bit of a warning and the stents mm. went in and they were... They, I could feel as the stents went in. I could feel the, and, and as he opened up the uh, uh, Nile Mulvihill, as he opened up the artery, I could feel the release of the pain of the. Mm. So if you imagine your arteries are tiny, the stent goes in with a little balloon in the middle of the cholesterol, you know, the little gap. Yeah. You imagine, and the stent goes in there, and the balloon blows it up. And the stent is like scaffolding, and the balloon comes back out, and the scaffolding stays in there, and the blood just starts to flow, and it doesn't hurt. And you have five, you have five of them. Yeah, there's no nerve endings in your heart. Didn't know you that. Know, didn't know I that. Didn't, I, I mean, some people are going to go. I think there might be a bit, but no. So you don't feel it. You feel like somebody's doing something in there, but then it's it's grand. So and you're awake. Five, you're awake for. Yeah, you're awake. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They go up your wrist, into your wrist, and or sometimes up into your up to your leg, and they go through the arteries there, and, and it flies in like literally the the contraption. The, it's tiny. And then he works away. And just to show, to tell everybody, it, afterwards, Niall showed me the recording, you know, while I was on the table. Right. It's, it's all in black and white. It's x-rayed. It's, it's not graphic at all. Just to calm me down, he showed me. And he showed me, here's, here's before the stent went in. And you could just faintly see my arteries and the, you know, all mm. around the heart. And he said, now watch when the stent goes in. And my heart lit up like a Christmas tree. The blood just went flying through it. Like, it was quite scary, that. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and just on the scary side of things, um, that's your body and your heart and the physical uh, side of it. But what about your mental side? You know, because anything to do with the heart, it's it's alarm yeah. bells, isn't it? You're, and you're 49 yeah. and you're going, oh, Janie Mackers, what's going on here? Yeah, and look, it was like, you know, the doctor said, did you have any, you know, family history? And I went, well, my dad, you know, he passed away from a stroke and he had a pacemaker and stents and my mom had a triple bypass. My sister was born with a hole in her heart and my brother died and came back to life. <laughs> and, and he went, yeah, I think you've got family history. <laughs> Sorry, you shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> no, no, but it's okay to laugh about it because that's how you get through it. So, so uh, and, and the main thing that he said was, 
people like me are the people that the very people that don't get checked out right yeah. so why would I get my cholesterol checked because I run everywhere I'm fine yeah. I gig all the time I move and he goes but it's people that have mams and dads or anybody in your family that need to get checked because we don't know what's building up inside us yeah. do you know what I mean we just have no idea so and, it, and the, it doesn't point at anybody the heart disease you can be like a like quite a large person and eat whatever you want and your arteries are fantastic yeah. and you'll never get build up you know so it's very um and it, what it, about it, what about blood pressure would you would, would you have had yeah. your blood pressure measured as you know yeah. every year or something so you'd know high blood pressure Nope. No. I didn't have any high blood pressure. Um, and, the, and even when they, my cholesterol was a bit high, and they were like big concern with that, but they still couldn't get the pain. And the only thing that really sorted out was a scan, was an angiogram. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and all these things, and this is what they said as well, yeah. A lot of Irish people, especially men, if they feel the pain, they won't go to the doctor, and the doctor hears this the most. He says that he hears them going, I didn't want to go to you in case you in case you operate on me, which is <laughs> such an Irish thing. You go, no, 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 I'm not going to the doctor. They'll only open me up. <laughs> so this was a great mantra. So Rory, Rory Hanlon in Blackrock Clinic, my heart doctor, said, if you come to me on time, I will sort out you in, with a new diet. If you come to me a little bit later, I'll have to put you on pills. Right. If you come to me a little bit later, I'll have to do stents. Yep. And if you come to me very later, you need to be dead or I'll have to do open heart surgery. Okay, so, so, that's, that, so that's the so sequence of events. On. That's the sequence of events. Well, they, they, they recommend that men over the age of 40 have a, a, you know, a pretty involved checkup, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and that would point to anything that's, should point to anything that's wrong. Um, yeah. So, so you're you're out the other side. I, I, this is again. I, I've thought about this for. I'll, I'll tell you at some on some other occasion why. But um, wh- when you're out the other side, and then you remember that you were running on a beach when it happened, and then you go, "Well, what I have here is an organ that's damaged, and mm. I, I better not put it under a lot of pressure." So, yeah. H- how do you re- reconcile that? Yeah. So. Um uh, yeah, and the great thing was, after my five stents went in, my, my uh, Niall Mulvihill, the stents uh, uh, doctor, he's sitting on the side of my bed, and I'm going, you don't look very worried right now. And he's going, well, why would I be worried? <laughs> and he goes, I go, I have five stents inside me. I've got heart disease. He goes, yeah, and you're probably fitter right now than you were four years ago. I've just opened all your arteries, okay? Yeah. But still... He did say, yes, your brain is going to start playing with you now, you know, and you're going to start feeling all these, you know, everybody listening right now, your heart will do a little jump and a hop all the time, no matter what's going on, no matter what you have. But when you've had a heart uh, problem, like a stent or a heart attack or anything like that, you just think that's something to to do with that. Uh, You know what I mean? And so what happened was they recommended that I would go, should go to cardio rehab, which I never heard of. And I thought, Oh, I'm not doing that. Well, that's like, what's that? Like loads of outfits with Zimmer frames going around, you know, being... No. I arrived in the Bowman Hospital, fair play to them, and it's me and three other lads, uh, Jason, Adermer, Anna Ritchie, we're all different ages, uh, 60s and, and 40s. And what that does, we get onto uh, treadmills and rowing machines and they hook up our hearts and it, it's basically showing us that we're okay and that our heart, it's just... And what they, what they said was years ago, whenever you had heart uh, operation, you were put into a bed to rest. And that was not good. Uh-huh. That made a lot of people worse. Right. So they want you moving that heart because it's a muscle like your legs or like your biceps. It needs help to get stronger and better again. And so this is what cardio rehab did. It, it, it's getting us back slowly and slowly. And they said, 
I can go running and do whatever I want now, let's say January, after a six weeks course. And it's mainly to do with your head, Ray. Yes. It's to get your, your head into a mental state that you're okay, that you're all right, because your brain will do mad things to you, you know. So, so, so it, allows you, it allows you to know that if you bring up your heart rate, you're not going to have a heart attack. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. not. You're okay. And that they've, that modern medicine is so amazing. Like, you and know what, what, about, I mean? what about, because what you do, you know, when you're going out in front yeah. of a thousand people, uh, whether you yeah. like it or not, you, it's going to bring up the heart rate, isn't it? Yes, it does. And were and you worried about that side of it? I was, yeah. And the adrenaline that, yes. that, that, can, that can be pushed through your body as well. Because even if you're standing there in the front of a live audience and you're somebody like Jack Lee or a very deadpan comic, you're still building up a lot of adrenaline. You know what I mean? Because what you're doing is insane. Yeah. <laughs> so I was very worried about that. And again, the cardio rehab, we also have... Um, there's also uh, like, like a therapist there and he talks us through the, the mental side of it. And I said, look, would I be okay? And he says, yeah, just take it easy on the stage. And so what I've been doing is with my new show, which is great because in Edinburgh I started this new show and I had like, because I couldn't get people up on stage because of COVID. And so I had a, a projector and I was using that as my prop. And I just talked to people from the stage and I'm just, I'm just, I was in Brighton last night. I'm just, I'm on a British tour right now. And I just talked to them from the stage. And the lovely thing is I've never felt so much love from an audience they know I've just been in heart surgery and they're almost looking at me going, <laughs> now, take it easy, Jason. Just tell us a couple of funny things and we'll be happy with that. Don't be jumping off the stage or going over there or getting your man in a headlock. Just a couple of stories and we'll all leave together. And you know what? This is really nice, Ray, is that the whole world right now is very fragile. Yes. You know what I mean? And for a comic to kind of come out and start screaming and grabbing them, they don't really want that right now. So at the moment, I'm just coming out and I tell them about my heart. And do you know what? Four weeks into my stent surgery, I'd done my first gig. And I asked a guy in the front row in Durham who had stents. I said, how long did you get off work? And he said, six months. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You're, you're a self-employed comedian, Jason. That's the way it works. I know, That's the way it works. I know, I know. And listen, yeah, I'm totally fine. And I'm so, I've got to say, I, everything I do now, I really, I always did kind of appreciate life, but I really do now. It's so fragile life is. Yeah. And when you're given this kind of a chance, I know we're going through the COVID and all that kind of thing, but my God, just to be alive is and, fantastic. And on the fragility of life, you better mention uh, poor Maraid Mangan. Um, oh my God, yeah. yeah. So I will, I'll be going to see uh, Maraid Mangan, who was the head of our cancer. She passed away only a couple of days ago and we're all heartbroken. My partner Tracy works there and all the other girls that are there. And Maraid, and you knew her as well, yeah, right? I did, yeah. She was so funny. Like every time I went into the office into our cancer, she'd just be telling me I'm not funny at all and then she'd start cracking all these brilliant jokes. <laughs> and then, and, and then within two weeks, I'm Sandy Cove with a purple wig on me with our cancer sign <laughs> holding it and Marae's going, ah, oh, you'll be okay, Jason. Come on, stop moaning. Take your picture, take your picture. So yeah, she, we're going to her, um, you know, to see her tonight and then I think the mass is tomorrow. So yeah. poor Elm. So I mean, everybody knew Marae. She was so much fun. Uh, and Arc Ar- do such amazing work. So uh, may she rest yeah. in peace, uh, Marae yeah. Mangan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so you're taking Christmas off. You, you would have yeah. done gigs around Christmas in the past, would you? <laughs> I tried. Yeah. I tried. 
and, uh, and, and realised that most people were booking the Christmas party for the gigs at Christmas. And, and basically, they just don't listen to you. Oh, you know, right, when you're yes. trying to do stand-up. <laughs> it's all right if it's a band, Ray. Yeah. But when you're going, if you're trying to be intimate and go, do you know what night when it's misty and all you hear is perp, perp, ho, 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 Ray, shot, shot, shot. It's not, it's not, it's not great. To do it's not them. So I won't, I won't be gigging over Christmas, but yeah. um, one thing I will do is I'll do, I was doing Jason Burns Jokes in the Jacks, which was a quiz show in my toilet, which yeah. I do now. Yeah for lots of people I'm going to do one of them over the Christmas Brilliant. for everybody Brilliant. you know I, I've seen one of them I can't remember what it was but I, yeah, I have an image in my head of you sitting on the jack so I must have seen it at some stage in the past and, yeah. and you're going for a, a stress free Christmas dinner um, yeah go on and <laughs> then I'll let like, you go okay another one I mean all the, look this is not misery we're all fine my dad passed away two years ago as we know so my mum is up there with, with the sister and I'll be going as well and like none of us can really cook, so we've decided to actually buy in the Christmas dinner. We're, and there's a guy making it. He does it. He gives you the turkey, the ham, all the Brussels sprouts, all made, all fancy. And we're going to bring it in, you know. Yeah. And so and and, it, and it's good as well. And my mum's memory's going a little bit. So in the middle of the dinner, we'll just pretend we cooked it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, Jason, it's really good to hear you in such good Thanks, form. Ray. Uh, and, yeah. and when we meet again, I will give you that hug. And happy, yeah, and ha- listen, yeah. just go to jasonburns.ie for any of the future tickets. We've got like loads of Irish gigs coming up in the new year. I'm sure we'll be all able to go to them. So yeah, and, and you might come into us anyway to tell us about those. Yes, yeah. I great, will. I'll great, come Jason. in. I'll show you my heart. Yeah, okay, Ray, lots of love. Bye, 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 bye. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Grandma, good Eileen. Thank you very much. Uh, five on five, five on Ray at rt.ie. Let's see what you're saying there. Uh, had a stent uh, six years ago, did the cardiac rehab. Um, never looked back since, says Ivan. And he's spot on, says Michael. I had two stents installed and felt 20 years younger leaving theatre. If you get chest pain, go straight to the doc. The process is a doddle for the patient, says that person. And... Uh, Karen on Barry and Anne-Marie on the big Christmas thank you. Um, love the big thank you, especially today. Be more like Barry. Is that an instruction to everybody? And uh, what a lovely email from that wife about her wonderful husband. That's the moorings in Dungarvan. And uh, I know it's not strictly a song, but Christmas ain't the same without Frank Kelly's 12 Days of Christmas. Fergal and Bally Bay. See, it's about two days long, Fergal. That's the problem. And so you have to, you know, you have to have an arrangement with drive time and arena and John Creedon, if you want to play it. That's the way it goes. But we'll see if we can do an edited version or something. Uh, Reeling in the ears. Okay, we've come together bits of songs, news reports, TV shows and movies. We've two people lined up to answer three questions each on clips. A short clip will get you two points and the easier long clip will get you one point. And whoever has the most points at the end gets a prize. And it's a great prize. Uh, in Brooks Hotel it's uh, one of Dublin's hidden gems it's on Drury Street and you're there right smack in the middle of it Grafton Street St Stephen's Green and Trinity College all just a short walk away and there's a car park opposite and next year in 2022 they're celebrating their 25th anniversary as in 25 years in business and to mark that they're giving us a voucher for two nights bed and breakfast with dinner on one night uh, in Francesca's Restaurant and just a reminder that if you get a gift voucher from their website for more than €200, Euro, um, you'll get a bottle of Prosecco. Is that it, yeah? Brookshotel.ie, brookshotel.ie. Michael Nocton, how are you doing, Michael? Hi, mate, how are you doing? Are you well? Hey, good. Is it Nocton or Norton? No- Nocton? No- 
Oh, Nocton. Nocton, yes. Yeah. And you're in, you're in Castle Pollard in County Westmeath. I'm en route to Castle Pollard. Just collected the kids from Mullingar Community College, so I did. So I'm en route. Okay. Uh, who were who the kids? I have Killian beside me, 13. Hi, and Killian. Uh, Nicole is in the back seat. Hi, and Nicole. beside her is six-year-old Kyle. Right. One. And, you, and you have four children in total. Four one, yeah, yeah. So uh, Dale is 18 and she's with her mammy at the moment, so she is. Right. And, and the youngest is six. The youngest is six, yeah. 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 So it's going, to be bu- it's going to be busy now at Christmas time. Busy every year, yeah, but we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't uh, want any other way. Yeah, 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 no, no. Yeah. It's a lovely time of the year if, if if you're in a happy household. And it sounds like you it, have it, a happy household. Yeah. Oh, look, everyone's very happy and settled and, and uh, pulled together, so they do. So great little unit we have, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, so you you work, live in Castle Pollard and you work in Longford. That's correct. I work in Longford. I work in uh, social care as a support worker. Ah, brilliant. Uh, how far so, is it from Castle Pollard to Longford? On a good morning, I'd probably do it in about 35, 40 minutes, depending uh, on, on traffic and weather and everything else, you know. So I usually give myself 45 minutes and go handy. Great. You can't be too, too careful, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's a bit of me time, I suppose. Oh, it's great, yeah. I love it in the evening time, actually, going home. It's a great time to unwind, listen to a bit of music and wind down after good your day. Good stuff, good stuff. So yeah. the head is right when you get home, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Okay, uh, and, and, and the children are there to give you a hand on this one. Um, oh, lovely. I'm just looking at the year, though. They probably weren't even born this year. Anyway, uh, you're up against Breed Mallon uh, from Ferrybank <laughs> County good. Waterford. How are you doing, How are you Breed? Breed? Hello, Ray. You How are say, you? You can say hello to Michael as well. Hello, Michael. Hi, Breed. How are you doing? You're well? Yeah, it, it, I'm not too bad. This not is, too bad. It's a big day for Breed today, Michael, because oh. tomorrow it's freedom! Freedom. Break free. <laughs> Break free. So tell us your story. My, um, my, I'm on day 10 of self-isolation. I oh. got COVID right. and I'm on my day 10. So I break free tomorrow. All going well, please God. Brilliant. And uh, I can get out good. and start doing my Christmas shop. Yeah, yeah. And, and how bad was it for you? It wasn't too bad. It was like a bad flu, really. You know, yeah. uh, tiredness. I just slept all the time and took my paracetamol and that. It wasn't that bad. Now, it could have been a lot worse. I was due to have my booster on the Sunday, so I didn't get my booster. But apart from that, I had my doubly vaccinated, so yeah, yeah. it was a mild dose, yeah. Uh, I suppose the scientists would say if you'd had your booster, you wouldn't have got it. You know that, which is the which is the, the good my, message to send out there. Yeah, yeah. So four yeah, children, nine friend. grandchildren, um, and yeah. are they all in the country? They're all bar uh, the clo- the farthest away is Tipperary in New Inn. Um, Asher, in and, you're, and you're in Ferryback in County Waterford. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're only an hour door to door. Thanks be to God. Be uh, terrible enough if they were any farther away. Yeah, brilliant. So you'd all be seeing each other over the Christmas. We are. They're coming for Christmas dinner. Great. The Tipperary gang. Uh, we have three chefs coming up um, to give you suggestions for your, the Christmas dinner. You might want to do something different this year, or maybe not, Breed, but you can tune in. Uh, <laughs> I'll ask them. <laughs> yeah, you can ask them. Okay, so it, it, it's three questions each. Uh, we play a clip with the question. If you go for a short clip, you get two points. If you go for a longer clip, you get one point. And whoever has the most points at the end wins the prize. If it's a draw, we go to a tie break. Good luck to you both, Michael and Breed. Here we go. Yeah, good luck, Michael. Very good, very good. Good luck, Breed. Yeah, okay, uh, Michael, it's 1996. Lovely. And we're in the movies. So we're okay. at the movies in the first for the first question. Do you we'll, want to go for we'll, a long clip or a we'll, short clip? We'll start strong on a short clip. Okay, right, going straight for it. Uh, 1996, this blockbuster starring Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum was a big hit. Can you name it? And here is your short clip for two points. The 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. 
Yeah, that'll be Independence Day. Yes, well done. Two points. That's Bill mm-hmm. Pullman who played the part of the President of the United States of America giving his uh, very strong motivational speech on the back of a truck. Okay, two points for you. Good start. Uh, Breed, 1996 at the movies. What's it going to be for you? I'm going to go for a long clip. A long I'm clip. Not hot on movies. Okay, yes. play it safe then. This movie yes. was one of the big successes of 1996. It starred Glenn Close and Jeff Daniels. So have a listen to the clip, um, the long clip, and see if you can give us the name of the movie. Cruella. Anita, darling. And you must be Rufus. No, it's, it's Roger, and it's a pleasure, Mr. Ville. What's a pleasure? Uh, making your acquaintance. I wish I could reciprocate. All right. Oh, did I hear Cruella? Is it 101 Dalmatians? It is, you did, and it is. You get one point, yes, you did hear Cruella at the very start. Well done on that. So two plays one. Um, Right, Michael, we're on to music now. We're in the charts from 1996. Do you want to go short or long? I'll stay going strong and I'll go for the short one again. Short one again, okay. Um, Have a listen to this. We're looking for the name of the song or the name of the singer, and here is your short clip for two points. No. Any idea? I'm trying. To, I'm trying to play it through my head. Um, and like six was a good, a good year for me for music for me because I was in my prime, so I was. Right. Um, let me sing. No, I know I haven't got long. No. Uh, is uh, no, I haven't got it. Really. Yeah, you got I, a singer, a name for singer? No, no, you're not. No. No. no okay. No, no. That's uh, that's always been my baby, Mariah Carey. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, right. so now an opportunity for you, Breed. Uh, to go level or even go in front so we're in the charts it's 1996 do you want to go short or long I'll go long again Ray. you go long again okay and this yes. will, if you get it right this will bring you even with Michael so this dance craze song became a hit in 1996 we're looking for the name of the song or the name of the singers here we go long clip for one point that's the Macarena. It is the Macarena, Los Del Rio. Yes. That'll get you one point, right? Yes. So it's two plays two. <laughs> and we're down to the wire. Question number three for you, Michael. Uh, it's news and current affairs. We're in the news from 1996. Um, will I go strong or will I, will I take the short one this time? I will take the, I'll take the, the short clip this time. Short see. clip, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, uh, so it's from 1996. It's a clip from Morning Ireland from October of 1996. They're talking about the launch of a new TV channel. Can you name it? And here's your short clip for two points. Relief that our, our language has finally been, been seen on a TV screen. Uh, Tina G? Yes, it is Tina G. Two points for you. Oh, you're on four. Lovely job. Breed, you're on two. You know what you have to do. Uh-huh. You know yes, what you have to do. I have to go, Charles. Yeah, yes. you do. You do indeed. I okay. Hope for the best. Yes. Yep. Uh, in the news again, 1996. Have a listen to this clip. And we're looking for the name of this man who was re elected to high office in America in 1996. Here's your short clip for two points. It is time to put politics aside. Any ideas? 
It is Bill Clinton. Yes, two points. Well done. Wow. Uh, wow. That was that was very exciting for me. Anyway, I don't know who it was for you, uh, but oh, but, so, yeah, but it's, it brings us to a tiebreak situation. Unfortunately, oh, unfortunately, yeah. So we asked you this question before you we went on air. I'll now repeat that question for our listeners, and it's the closest one to the correct answer gets the prize. Um, according to Google Maps, how long would it take to walk from Black Line in County Cavan uh, to Letterkenny in County Donegal? Uh, and we've gone with the fastest route available in hours and minutes. So to walk from Black Lion in County Cavan to Letterkenny in County Donegal. Uh, Michael, your guess was? 10, uh, 10 hours and 28 minutes, I believe it was. No, it was 15 hours and 20 minutes. That's what oh, you told us. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's all, yeah. You didn't remember it well. It was 15 hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. And your guess, Breed, was? was 12 hours. It was 12 hours. OK, it's 96.9 kilometres uh, via the B52 and the... Um, correct answer 19 hours and 48 minutes oh. which means that Michael you're the closest uh, Breed sorry about that that's great yeah that's yeah right. yeah well, 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 nice to Breed we're going to send we're going to send you out yeah enjoy your freedom and we're going to send you out a couple of Red to show mugs and uh, it's no. great it's great that you have all that behind you for Christmas thank God yeah, yeah so course, yeah. you'll be surrounded by um, your nine grandchildren your four children and, and, and have a lovely Christmas happy Christmas yeah we will yeah. Okay. thanks very much see you Breed bye and now happy Christmas to you too yeah, bye. happy bye. Christmas happy Christmas uh, uh, well happy done Christmas. Michael well done thank Michael you. thanks guys I really appreciate it yeah, yeah, so, so brookshotel.ie brookshotel.ie it's you and a person of your choice coming up for a lovely two night break and dinner lovely. on one of the evenings okay That's enjoy good. it Michael the Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Uh, can you believe it? Just 11 days. In 11 days' time, you'll be taking the turkey out of the oven and wondering if the ham is glazed enough. And uh, you'll be cursing yourself because you forgot to uh, put the sprouts in the water yesterday when you should have and all that sort of thing. Anyway, um, some of you out there might be still looking for Christmas dinner inspiration. So we've enlisted the help of not one, not two, but three chefs to help make your Christmas dinner extra special in studio. (laughs) I'm joined by Jess Murphy, head chef and owner of Kai Restaurant in Galway. Good afternoon, Jess. Good afternoon, Ray. That was very good, Jess. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we have chef and owner of Bites, uh, Kanji Chan. How are you doing, Kanji? Hi, Ray. How are you doing? Good to see you again. I'm good. Uh, and you. on the line good from Black Line um, is McNean House and Restaurant uh, owner Nevin Maguire. How are you doing, Nevin? Hello, Ray. How are you all doing? Are you all good? Now, can everybody hear everybody? Everybody, yes, absolutely. Great. Yep, okay. Okay. Sure can. Now, now we're talking about the main event here. Um, so I tell you what, we'll start because you're not in studio. We'll start with you, Nevin, uh, and we'll start with the big bird, the turkey. <laughs> Do you know it's been a while since I've cooked a big turkey? I always do the buttermilk brine, so it's the breast, and I marinate it for two days in buttermilk and some garlic, rosemary, sliced orange, and it's so delicious. And what the buttermilk does, it gives you the most succulent, tender, soft turkey that's so full of flavour. You lift it out of the buttermilk Christmas morning, and then what you do is dry it off in kitchen paper, some butter, lots of butter, uh, some orange zest, add a little bit of lemon and some fresh thyme, and then smoke bacon, and then into the oven. And it cooks in about two hours, depending on the size, for about five kilo breast and uh, it's easy to carve quick to cook and if you're going to do the full bird you know now, you can, can I just stop on. you there for a moment yes, Nevin just of course you can if people and, and I think more and more people are going the breast route or the old turkey route because it, it, it's just it's more reliable I think when it comes to cooking it but how, how big a breast would you need for you know for a certain number of people what, what way does it work so 
So I'd say if you had a, maybe about a five and a half kilo breast or six kilo, you know, that would feed definitely seven to eight people, no okay. problem at all. Right. You know, because you have the ham, remember that. And I suppose it's a bit unfair ordering just breast to turkey because the butchers, you know, if the bone and roll the legs, you can roast them off and have them separately. Uh-huh. So, right. okay. you know, you're, it's a win-win. You're gonna you're not going to waste it because you're probably paying for it anyway in the long run when it's boned and rolled. Do you know what I mean? Or yes. when it's bone okay. taken off the bone, the breast. Okay, so so for the, I'll tell you, I'll go on to Jess and I'll come back to you on, on the big turkey. So, okay. um, <laughs> so Jess, there's you your hobby yeah there's a uh, the uh, packed out Christmas for two <laughs> <laughs> is, is David from New Zealand as well David's or? from Carlo so right. you can imagine it's very traditional yes. in our in our gaff yep. yes and, and, and Kai is far from traditional it is yeah. yeah it's a bit left field but it's still all Irish food yeah, yeah. yeah. so what are you going to do I suppose if you were to go left field you'd be like a busman's holiday oh no totally um, like I like the bone and rolled thing because I like not to stress out about meat that much um, and because we close the restaurant up on the 23rd I like a really quick and easy life like I'll cook the ham the next day but the turkey boned and rolled, sick of thermometer in it, and Bob's your uncle. No stress, no crying over that turkey. Yeah, you know because it's so stressful cooking for. And do you put other do you put streaky bacon on it, or butter, or anything? Um, I normally get mine from the friendly farmer, so he does a really decent top layer of that turkey fat, and then the thighs and the wings are all shoved in there as well, and then you have loads for sandwiches as well at okay. the end. Okay, and and you and this is important for people. The thermometer is a really good investment, isn't it? Oh, totally. Then, like, there's no dry turkey anymore. Yes. Those days are gone. There's no guessing. There's <laughs> no, no guesswork. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And there's no, you know, no one telling you that it was very dry this year or anything because you know that you 75 got that, degrees, isn't it? You got it's that my, degrees off the internet from yes. David Chang and he said 75 degrees and that's <laughs> right. done. And he knows his yeah, stuff. He knows it. his stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about your turkey, Kanji? Oh, I um, We have family four, like, you know, two kids and um, Michelle and me and um, we, like, um, boning out the legs Um and then just stuffing them, and then cooking them separate. You know what I mean? Like, right. And I like to keep the uh, the breasts on the carcass. And what I do then is um, I stick lemon and thyme and season in the cavity, and then I kind of put that together, sew it up with a little um, bamboo stick. You know what I mean? Right. But I let that kind of steam inside and get the flavour out from that way. You know, so you get that lovely lemon and thyme and garlic kind of flavour going through it, like you know when you're roasting off. Just uh, oil on the top, salt and pepper. You know, and that's it. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're quite traditional. Yeah, I'm mm. quite traditional. Yeah, you're yeah. like, listen to me, I'm my voice, Donegal. <laughs> That's <laughs> what they got at me for, oh, like, I'm his translator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Evan, if, 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 we haven't talked about the full uh, turkey. And the problem is that the legs, isn't it? Because the, the meat on the legs cooks at a different rate to the, the main body of the, the board. Isn't that a problem? Yeah. I think, like, if you treat the, tur- the full turkey like a big chicken, it just takes longer to cook. Keep right. basting it, get lots of butter in there. I mean, because Kwanji said, you know, thyme is a great herb, some lemon, some citrus fruit, even a bit of onion into the cavity. You know, I never stuff the actual full turkey. I just simply roast it, give it 20 minutes per pound plus 20 minutes and, you know, and just keep spooning over those lovely juices. Cover mm. it for the first mm. couple of hours and the last hour, then what you do is take the foil off. So you're right about the legs. You can cover them with some smoky bacon, as you said, Ray, mm. and they gives, that gives so much flavour. But it's actually going to flavour your gravy too which will, nice. will just yeah. be absolutely delicious yeah, yeah. so let's move on to the ham then I'm presuming everyone's having ham this this has turned out to be the star of our Christmas dinner uh, you know turkey schmurky it's always put to the side can I have more ham oh, is always the cry love the ham yeah so what way do you do yours Nevin 
I literally cook mine in the oven in cider, a little bit of stock or water and then some vegetables. So I cook that a couple of days ahead of Christmas and then what I do is glaze it. And I have a lovely glaze using some nice Irish honey or you can use maple syrup, a little bit of balsamic. There's a lovely spice called allspice, which is a little berry. It's not, it's not the aftershave now, Ray, okay? <laughs> and what you do is you boil it up and make a lovely syrup. And, and you can put... Sorry, I've just got a terrible taste in my mouth there. Thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like an only fools and horses that were served yeah, in the gravy, yeah. but it was actually instant coffee. And that would be your nightmare. Yeah. So it would. So this glaze can be made and then you brush it over the cold ham because on a hot ham it's going to run off. And what the key is when you're doing that, put some parchment paper on your tray so it's going to save and the wash up. So balsamic vinegar, some red currant jelly, a little bit of maple syrup or honey, the allspice and a little bit of mustard. So you kind of that sweet and sour, really interesting flavours and it's delicious so it is in the ham. And, and sweetness is important, Jess, isn't it, with the ham? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. You really yeah. need that, like, that real sugar hit because the ham is so salty. You, you need that whole, all those flavours together. So what are you going to do with yours? Uh, so I'm kind of the opposite to Nevin. Nevin, sorry, Nevin, you sound so delicate on on <laughs> on air. But um, I basically get a massive pot, fill it with Coca-Cola <laughs> and a bottle of Buckfast. And <laughs> I, Yeah, um, because I think what the Buckfast does is the Buckfast actually saves you from having 35 dusty herbs lying around yeah. um, your kitchen <laughs> you're, cabinet. You're, you're talking about the Nigella Lawson thing. I, yeah, did, well, I did that a few years ago. It's kind of half Nigella, half Jess with right. the adding of the Buckfast because with Buckfast, because it's a tonic wine, you don't need any spices because the cloves and everything oh, are in there anyway. Oh. So you're getting rid of all those like cheaty spices that you have to... So they're all in Buckfast. I've never drank Buckfast. It's, it's, a, that, it's a, a tonic wine, right? Yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's like yeah. syrup it's like cough syrup isn't it, it? Is. well not cough syrup it's <laughs> got a bit of caffeine in it but so is Coca-Cola but anyway so that penetrates a ham and so, it's so absolutely you've done delicious. this in the past have you Where I you? do it every year right book fast and Coca-Cola yeah yeah. Uh, and you'd laze it then after you cook it in so that so then like I leave that um, and then I cook that the day before and then I put the glaze on as Nevin said you know put the glaze on yeah. cold and then like do it like what quick. Gla- what's your glaze? I use the Lodge Buckfast mustard, and then I'll use some sleeve octi honey. Right. Yeah. So it's just the same mustard and honey. Yeah, you because know, you, you, I've I've heard of mustard and whiskey. So you, mustard, you can mix alcoholic drinks with mustard. Oh, of course, it's like yin and yang perfectly together. Perfect. It's a perfect okay. balance. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's new. I don't know if I'm going to go with the Coca Cola and Buckfast. I do ginger ale, which works. Works. Oh, that's nice. Well, yeah. it's it's the yeah, same, same, yeah. same, same. Right. Yeah. Punchy. Uh, very traditional. Um, nice ham. Soak it the night before. Get all the saltiness out of it. And then um, I kind of just cook it in um, um, a stock. So just a um, normal vegetable stock with a boogie garni, with uh, cloves, um, bay leaf in there. Um, so just cook that off. Boogie garni is like um, carrots and your root vegetables, onions and that. And I keep the water. After when it's cooked, I keep the water. Uh, use that for the sprouts. And then um, I use the ham. So honey, mustard brown sugar and cloves just you know when it's right. kind of lukewarm just yeah, brush yeah. it over it stick the cloves all in it and then uh, in the oven let it uh, glaze you know just very delicious, delicious. Yeah. what about sides for you Conchie what, what do you serve um, I like Brussels sprouts <laughs> I like Brussels sprouts but uh, I like soft Brussels sprouts I don't like the crunchy stuff that uh, oh, you, so you overcooked them I overcooked it's, them yeah right, okay. I overcooked them with a uh, load of butter controversial Lo- I know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, yeah. for a lot of people, I think there was a time in Ireland where everything was overcooked when it came to vegetables. Well, I, you, you're here 17 years, Jess. Yes, I, I find that Irish people don't really like chewing food. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we've got much better. We've got much better. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> what are your sides? What do you serve? Uh, my sides are like a quickly fried uh, Brussels sprouts with anchovies and walnuts and right. loads of butter. And then I whack them in the oven because mine, my Christmas dinner is low maintenance. And then also my other side would be like the cauliflower cheese that you make the day before and then you just pull out and put it in the oven and it's done. It's done. Yeah. Right. Okay. And Nevin McGuire up in that knock line there, what, what, what are you making? <laughs> Uh, I love just simple carrots, just literally not cooked the line, black line. Sorry, do, just sorry, finish. I've just moved you black from Cabin to, worry, to Dublin there. Sorry, sorry, right. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that doesn't sound right. Anyway, sorry, go class, on. it's got your head. <laughs> just thinking uh, about it. Yeah, go on. <laughs> so what I like to do is just with the carrots, uh, cook them Christmas Eve, finish them with some nice maple syrup or honey, star anise, and butter. Then with the sprouts, cook them Christmas Eve. Uh, I like Kwanji. I like them kind of soft and cooked through. Oh, I do. Crumble, so we'll cover it in white sauce with nutmeg, yeah. red onion, smoked bacon, oh. some breadcrumbs and some um, some walnuts. And you can have that done the night before. That's okay. the key. Don't stress. Yeah. Don't overcomplicate it. Keep it simple. Yeah. Right, last one. And we've, we've only we've less than a minute on this yeah. one. So you've about 10 seconds each. Gravy, gravy, Nevin. Oh. Quick one. Oh, gravy. Madeira makes the gravy. A nice bit of splash of Madeira, which is fortified wine. Lots of lovely thyme. And of course, the turkey juices, which is just heaven. And fresh thyme too. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Jess. Um, I'd be along the same lines as Nevin, but I use a PX sherry because I like the the sweetness to go with the turkey. Okay, yeah. and uh, red wine, red wine, roasted um, <laughs> just the juices of the turkey, roast like you know what I mean, and uh, thickened up very classical with the root butter and flour, like you know. So yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I'm I'm starving now. I'm starving. Thanks so much for coming <laughs> in. Thanks for taking time out uh, to talk to us, Nevin. Uh, Jess Murphy, head chef uh, and Christmas. owner of Kai Restaurant. Thank you. Thanks for having uh, me, Chan, chef and owner Thanks, of Ray. Bites. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Conchi. And thank happy you. Christmas to you all. Happy Christmas, See you, everyone. Nevin. Bye. Happy Christmas. Christmas. See you, Nevin. Bye. 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 everyone. That's it from us. Uh, Cormac's on the way on his own. We're back tomorrow at three o'clock. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday evening. Happy Christmas and a happy new year at the Ray Diary Show.